Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro and I'm a partner in the Private Equity and M&A Group at Stack Minnelli. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome our special guests, Leroy Haddad and Dan Shitri. Leroy and Dan are both partners and co-founders of Snowden Park. Leroy, Dan, thank you. Welcome. It's great to have you join us. Likewise. Thank you for having us, Mario. Thanks, Mario. Leroy, Dan, we've got lots to talk about. You guys have such a rich history. There's so much you've done. So I'll start by first just asking you to tell us a little bit about yourselves, a bit about your history, and a little bit about Snowden Partners, and we'll go from there. Sure. So the three of us starts about 10 years ago in your office when you were pulling an espresso shot for us. <laughs> and we got to meet you for the first time. But the story of Snowden goes back even further back to high school a couple of decades ago where Dan and I played basketball together. And we went to high school in the Snowden neighborhood, which is a blue collar neighborhood here in Montreal. A reminder of our humble roots and to never forget where we're from. And we've had similar career interests over time, but I'll walk you through kind of my very brief bio and Dan can do the same. So after high school, studied finance at McGill, went to work immediately in investment banking in Toronto for a couple of years, and then joined Oak Trees Private Equity Group a couple of years into that on the West Coast in Los Angeles. I joined the Distress for Control Investing Group just at the end of the boom cycle, just before the financial crisis. And it was a very exciting time to be joining Oak Tree because many of the credits were starting to heat up. And I learned from some of the best investors how to analyze fundamentals and how to get into a business once it starts to struggle. And after that, decided to do my MBA out in Boston at Harvard Business School, which was a wonderful experience. And throughout that whole journey, the view of building Snowden kept coming back. And we'll get into that right after that gives his bio. Yeah. So like Leroy went to Miguel, studied engineering and knew I didn't want to be an engineer. Ended up joining McKinsey and doing consulting work for a couple of years. And that's where I got my first exposure to private equity and realized I wanted to be on the buy side. So in maybe six months after I moved to LA, I moved to California in the Bay Area and joined a mid-market buy and build firm called Bertram Capital. Learned how to target really small three to $10 million EBITDA businesses and accelerate through aggressive M&A, other organic initiatives. And so Leroy and I's skill sets and training very much complemented each other. One more focused on growth, one more focused on downside protection. And it felt like a right fit in terms of backgrounds and friendship. And so when Leroy finished business school, we decided to launch and we came up with the name Snowden Partners, like Leroy mentioned, just because anybody who's from Montreal will know the neighborhood, they'll know the deli. And people who aren't from Montreal always like to ask, like, you know, what's the story behind this? And it's a fun story to tell. But we launched our search in 2013. It was 100% Canadian investors. And which at the time was the only one that had 100% Canadian investors. Right, so, yeah. And of course, Mario, like the concept of two guys buying a business was not invented yesterday. I'm sure there were other Canadians who had bought businesses with 100% Canadian backing, but calling it a search fund and having the traditional structure and everything, I believe it was the first. And most of our investors had never invested in a search fund before. So they didn't know the model. They didn't know us. And it was an uphill battle. But it was one that we relished and were able to get the fund closed in the summer of 13 and basically launched a Quebec-focused search. So 75% of our time was based in Quebec because you might not hear it, but we're both francophones. And so we were very, very comfortable operating in French and in English. And at the time, there were a number of search funds in Toronto and everybody kind of wanted to search Canada-wide, but ideally look for something closer to the GTA. And so we just decided to focus more on Quebec because there were fewer people chasing opportunities there. Long story short of it is we bought a business in Quebec City. 
pretty busted up company that needed a lot of TLC and we got what we bargained for. <laughs> we got in there and had to do a turnaround and it was a lot of hard work, but we really had to understand the business, the nuts and bolts level all the way back up. And we performed a pretty thorough transformation from digital marketing to the way the product was built to accounting and finance and a number of other areas, including an ERP system migration. We did an add-on acquisition and the Novo brand launch. So we did a lot of work in four years. And at the time, it was the summer of 19 and everybody was talking about a looming recession. I don't know if you remember the headlines back then, but it had been a pretty long bull run by then. And we said, hey, it might be a good idea to create a liquidity path for investors. And so we pursued a liquidity opportunity and we did so culminating with liquidity event in early March 2020, right before COVID hit. You think it's a good time to say this was a travel business group tours very labor intensive and very people heavy so one of the main vectors of the transformation was hiring really smart people which is something we believe in to this day and it was thanks to those really smart people that we were able to stabilize the ship after a very meaningful drop in revenues and profits right after covid so one of the main purposes of architecting the recap was to be able to step away from day-to-day operations and pivot to full-time investing in the lower mid-market. We instead had to re-engage actively for another six months or so, and then transition after that. But the way we were able to do that is by having a really strong bench of operators by our side. Leroy Gang, you have a lot of firsts. I mean, the first search fund from Quebec, the first Canadian cap table, and the first deal done in Quebec. And, you know, what also makes your story unique is you were... As you said very well, Dan, very operationally involved in this deal, maybe more than most searchers are. It was trench warfare, I remember. You decided to do a recap and it turned out to be a great story for investors and for yourself. Obviously, the business went through a tough time through COVID, given that the those businesses for the first year or two, but it's still doing well today, that, that business. Yeah, knock on wood, we're at our best year ever in three. So patience paid off and it was... Um, the long-term investor rewards are manifesting themselves post-COVID. And I know this of you, you both got the bug. Once you did that deal, you had the munch, the itch to do more. And that's what makes your story so great too, is not only did you do a search fund deal, had a chance to exit and we're still involved with that deal, but you're now you know one of the big investors in Canada in the search fund space. And one of the great things that you guys bring is that operational experience. But wanted to talk a little bit more about once you sold the business, you wanted to do investing. What drove that? A little bit about your thinking, where your headspace is, and the opportunities that you see in the marketplace, why you are actively investing and what you're looking for. I think we took a hard look at what we did in the first business. And the challenge with the search fund model is you're all in on one company. And there are times where our individual skills were being put to great use. And there were other times where it was less so, more of a grind and you just got to persevere and push through. And anybody who's run a small business can relate to that feeling that we have. And so the desire was to replicate the outcomes, but be able to do that with multiple platforms on the go at any one time. It's not a novel concept, but it's a very hands-on and active ownership style of investing. And so we set out to do that, but still very much like the lower end of the mid-market. We think there's a lot of tailwind and attractive risk reward to be had. And so since the fall of 2020, we've been pursuing deals in Canada and in the US. And to define lower mid-market, we look at deals with three to $15 million of EBITDA, and we look for opportunities where we can get involved and add value through operating initiatives 
in addition to the usual private equity playbook. And so we're not looking to have 15 companies at any one time. It's a much more concentrated portfolio strategy. And one of us gets pretty actively involved in each of the businesses. Now, what's unique about your model of I mean, Snowden's evolved? I mean, Snowden started off obviously as a search fund itself, then it became an investment vehicle in search funds. And now you're doing controlled positions at lower middle market companies. The thread seems to be always lower middle market. I know you look in Canada and the US, right? Snowden is both active. What is it about the lower middle market? Why are you still here? A lot of people like you go upstream, you know, they kind of go, they follow the bigger deals. Why are you still here? What is it about the lower middle market that you find attractive? I think we've developed expertise. We've developed an appreciation and affinity for how people interact in the market. How it still feels a little bit more like a controlled environment. I feel like we've built very good relationships starting back in 2013 that we continue to harvest and to develop. And we like to play the long game. We also like to double down on things that we're good at and play to our strengths. So I think that's the main first reason. We also enjoy it. It's a sport and it's something that we've practiced first at working at funds, then building our own fund, buying a business. And through the operating phase, we developed a certain appreciation for the day-to-day of the business owner, which informs our ability to connect with business owners. And connecting with an owner is much more important in the lower mid-market than it is when you go upstream, when you're kind of speaking to a full management team and bench. And it's all in the mid-market, lower mid-market, it's a lot more personal. And I think there's something about that that we like as well. And owners respond very well to our personal touch and our stories from our operating days. So we say we've operated longer than we've been investors. Eventually those lines will cross, but for now it still resonates. And I think finally, we like growth, but we are very much value oriented and you can still find value in the lower mid market if you look hard enough and if you structure your deals well. So I think we enjoy buying good businesses at fair prices as kind of part of our overall thesis. And I guess the other thing you said, we're all in the lower mid market. The other thing that we're all in on is active ownership. And the search fund is very much an active ownership strategy. It's just in the search fund capacity, we're not the active owner, the searcher is. And in our principal investing platform, we are the active owners. You're both starting your search in Montreal. You've been focused on Quebec. It's been a good market to you, both from your initial investment and your continual investment. I know it's a good market for the lower middle market. What do you like about Montreal? I find the Montreal market to be one of the great markets for search fund type deals because It's just a really strong member of these great companies that are kind of almost under the radar. But I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's a unique place. It's a bit scary for some people, like the French and the cultural differences are very real. But if you can build rapport with an owner here, there's plenty of opportunity in Quebec. There's a big tech ecosystem and a lot of talent that has been attracted to Montreal specifically, but Quebec more broadly as a result of that significant investment in the tech ecosystem. And so for more mature businesses that are operating in the local, more traditional search fund attributes for industry or company characteristics, there's a good talent pool here in Quebec. And because it isn't as widely shocked as other parts of North America, there's still value available. And that's why you're seeing searchers succeed at finding businesses in Quebec and private equity sponsors as well. Yeah, and I think there's a mismatch between the importance of Quebec as a market and the coverage. 
So a quarter of GDP and definitely not quarter of deal flow or a quarter of coverage on behalf of brokers. So there are inherently opportunities and we meet businesses being represented by American brokers uh, representing Quebecois business owners. And it speaks to that lack of coverage. So wherever there's lack of coverage, there's usually opportunity for investors to dig in and get involved. You've been active participants, both on the lower middle market and then on the search fund space generally. You have seen the evolution of the search fund space. We've kind of grown in it together. We've seen where it's become. You see a lot of the new players and the growth across the country. You're frankly part of the reason for the growth because you're actively investing in the search fund space. What is your perspective on where the space is at now and from what you're seeing? And I want to hear your sense. I mean, you're believers in it still. You're on many a cap table and you're strongly supportive of the space. You're great partners. You bring that operational expertise, which a lot of people, I think, admire and appreciate. But what is it that you see in the space that haven't seen its growth and where do you see some of that? I think you're under touting your role in exploding search funds prominence in Canada. I mean, when you look at the first panels that you organized. And now I think at the last one we were at, there were at least 250 people in the room, if not more. So I think the whole ecosystem owes you a thank you for that. We, like you, are very bullish on the search fund space. I think talent is the bottleneck very clearly. There are millions of businesses that will trade hands. And if they don't, they're going to die. And so it's not a question of how many businesses are up there. The question of how many people with the energy and the drive and the ambition and the right skill set, and not everybody should be a search fund CEO, right? Like it bears mentioning too, but for the people who do have the right combination of those ingredients, it's a unique path and there's plenty of business owners that need to pass the baton. And so we're very bullish for the opportunity, especially as it pertains to the lower mid market, both in Canada and the U.S. Leroy Gay, when you think about where the market's going, we always ask our guests about, I call it the crystal ball question, where they see the market going. I hope I can say this, but your actions speak louder than your words. You're actively investing across the board. I see your name a lot on cap tables and making investments. So you're clearly believers in the market and where it's going. But when you look at where things are at, both from a macro micro perspective, where do you see the market going, particularly from a lower middle market perspective where you sit? Love to get your perspective on what you're expecting for the rest of 23 for 24. I think good businesses, and I'll define those as higher than average margins, steady growth, some kind of mode, a really strong is on that for a reason for existing and creating value are going to continue to trade at above average multiples, whether that's above the historical average or above the current average that maybe gets dropped down. Who knows? I think the credit markets will adapt. We're quite lucky in Canada that the banks are kind of business as usual for most of them, even though we're seeing a little bit of pullback. But we're seeing just higher spreads, higher pricing, maybe a quarter turn less offered at closing, but we're not seeing a full shutdown like we're seeing in some end of the market in the US. So I think credit sponsors are going to have to get more creative and work harder to get approvals the way they used to. And um, I think businesses that are trying to sell and flip quickly after two strong years, some of them will break through and continue to perform, but others just statistically are going to regress or revert back to the mean. I think mean reversion is a very powerful force, and it's something that's going to happen to mid-market businesses. They're not immune to it. And I think the more thoughtful investors can be during diligence to think about downside stress testing, the better off they'll be during the whole period. Yeah. And the only other thing I'll add is we haven't seen for the quality businesses valuations 
come down. And I think there's a lag, which is normal in the private markets. But like Leroy said, if it's a good business, it's going to trade. And the banks in Canada, at the very least, have still had appetite for high quality assets. Also quite bullish for the rest of 23. And it seems like a lot of processes. I think this year might be back end loaded. We've had a very good start to the year. And if it continues this way for the rest of the year, it's going to be one of the better years. Dan, Leroy, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been great to hear about the success story of Snowden. When you talk about success, it starts with, you know, people say luck. I always say luck is hard work and your story is one built on hard work and then you reap the rewards of it. So thank you for sharing your story. It's a great story. I know you're active participants in the market and so I hope we can see more of you in every way. But thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thanks. Appreciate it.